divided we stand, united we fall. Actually, the markets are loving the prospect of a divided government. We're going to talk about that on the show coming up today. From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. All right. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Kirk, and I'm not a financial expert. And I'm Jake Rivas. I am a financial expert, but together, Kirk and I talk about financial planning topics. We review the economy and look at financial articles, all with the express purpose of helping our listeners build wealth both today and into the future. And today we're going to talk about a divided government, (laughs) a very fun topic, but (laughs) we are recording this on what's today, Thursday or Friday, Friday, November 6th, 6th, and we still don't know for sure who the president's going to be, but it's very likely that it's going to be Biden. Um, It looks like very, I mean, there'd have to be some kind of dramatic shift or I guess a like a, some weird legal jujitsu, but, um, you know, by Trump, but I just don't see it happening. Even by the way, just a whole bunch of Republicans are like, dude, show us some evidence of voter fraud or shut up about it. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm with them on that. It's like, you know, don't just say it, prove it. Um, so, I mean, the point is we don't know what's going to happen, but it very much looks like, you know, in this moment, we don't know, but it super looks like, Joe Biden's going to win the presidency and we're going to have a Republic Senate Republic controlled Senate again. Yep, that is confirmed. So that is, they have retained oh, that's confirmed? control. Yeah. They have retained control oh, okay. of the Senate. And then, um, they even gained in the house as well. One seat, I think. Oh, but just they one? Still, I, I think thought there was a couple. Two, okay. But there there's, it's still controlled by the Democrats. Yeah. It's no, it's controlled by the Democrats, but it's, there's still, there's a um now more gain in the house senate controlled and you know it's going to be interesting because in 2 years I'm going to make a prediction now I think we're going to there's going to be like gains in republicans in the the senate and the house when there's possibly new, yeah like that that happens a lot under a democratic repo, uh president is yeah. that there's the when the midterm elections come it tends to be the often it tends to be the opposite of what's in power in the present power at the moment right yeah. it usually changes over it usually yeah. change. and so like we're probably going to see even more um senators now the point of all that is not to get into the voting and politics of who's controlling what but it is that the stock market actually loves this and it loves yeah. not the chaos of like who's going to be president but it loves a divided government and maybe jake you could tell us a little bit of why it loves a divided government Yeah. So I always find it interesting because like here we are in the midst of an undecided election. So there is technically a high degree of uncertainty for us as the American public, right? But for the financial markets, they're just accelerating at the moment. And so a lot of people are scratching their heads. Like, how does this, this just doesn't make any sense. And so Mm. I always come back to, if you look at historically, financial markets perform tend to perform the best when there is a divided government. Divided government meaning there's one political power in the White House, and then there's another political power in the Senate. And so what happens is there's very little policy or legislation that gets passed in the in the two years that we have that structure. And if that is the case, the financial markets hate uncertainty. 
So if you think that if businesses think that we're going to have a divided government, so it's very unlikely that we're not going to have any, you know, tax reform occur or any type of really any changes to the way that these businesses operate, you've removed a lot of that uncertainty for at least a fixed period of time. And because of that, the markets will just rally because now they know they're going to get to full steam ahead, not worry about uh, any changes coming down from the government. They get to just operate and do what they do best. And so that, I think, is what we're seeing right now, because even though we haven't confirmed the results of the election, the market is a forward looking indicator. So it's projecting out 18 to 24 months into the future as to what profitability is going to be for these companies. And now on the horizon, rather than being faced with the possibility of tax reform, which has been a really high talking point uh, for a, a, a total blue wave, kind of like what they had initially predicted, that's yeah. not going to be likely to occur. And so we they get to operate under the current law as it stands for at least two years. And so again, that's just what makes the market really sing songs of praise in this type of environment. Yeah. And it, well, and I, I mean, personally, I think it benefits all of us, not just the market um, to have that. And I mean, I mean, a practical example, but a practical example for the market, let's just talk about the continue talking about the market is um, like the first two years of Obama's presidency, right? Where mm -hmm. he was able to get through um, Obama, this you know, sweeping legislation and, you know, passing of uh, what is called Obamacare today, right? Uh -huh. what, what yep. was and what does that do to the stock market? So, I mean, it, it puts a lot of things in turmoil because this big sweeping legislation, whether you think it's right or wrong, doesn't matter from from the stock market perspective, the question is, well, how does this affect every one of my companies that I'm investing in, right? Like, mm -hmm. can these companies even afford to do it? Is it going to mean downsizing for them? Does it mean they can't have as much money to invest in other things in this, right? So it has this whole slew of like, I don't, you know, my job is to figure out what these companies are going to do in the future. Now these companies have to register some new um, thoughts, you know, they have to put a lot yeah. of thought into what they're going to do to, you know, coincide with this new legislation. And that's going to take away from this. And, you know, evaluating that is really, really challenging. And I think that is why, you know, uh, stock markets and, you know, just, I think business in general likes divided government because, um, you know, it makes it like you said that you can't have those types of sweeping legislations easily done. Right. If at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, a Republican Senate will probably block a lot of what Biden would try to do. I mean, he, he would definitely, if he had like a, uh, if Biden had a blue wave, I do think he probably would have tried to pass some sweeping energy legislation. Um, that would Possibly. be my guess. Well, I mean, I just, just from what I've read about him and, you know, who he seems to lend his ear to. I think he would have tried to do some kind of sweeping energy legislation, which would throw the whole market into disarray, right? right. At least for a while yeah. until they figured out how to operate within it. But that I, I think, think is the point, right? Yeah. And I think another good example is if we look at earlier this year in January 
we started to hear news about coronavirus. There were, it was officially named a pandemic, right? And then as that information is coming down the pipeline, businesses are saying, okay, this is legit going to affect mm. our profitability because it looks like we're going to be shut down. When those types of in instances occur, what happened? The markets collapsed because they're looking forward at their profitability, pr their projections and saying, if we're shut down for three or four months, that's going to decimate our earnings for the for those quarters. So we need to adjust our stock prices to reflect it. So that's a perfect example of when you inject uncertainty into the economy, now the markets react. So when you yeah. can remove uncertainty as much as possible, the markets just love that. And it kind of makes sense intuitively because you have removed a lot of those unforeseen risks that like you were alluding to are difficult for the companies to quantify. Okay, if the, there's a new healthcare uh, law, right? Now all pharmaceutical and healthcare companies have to implement this and all of those variables have to be taken into consideration. And it's almost impossible to predict what's going to occur. So that just translates into more volatility in the financial markets and possibly losses, right? So it does make sense when you think about it, but it can be disconcerting when there is so much uh, uh, big news out there that we're hearing about. This is unprecedented. We don't have a president, a new president elected yet, and their votes are still being counted and blah, 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 blah. Really, the financial markets, they see this as an opportunity. Yeah, and I mean, this is a really good, I think, broader point about certainty and the importance of having clear, you know, at least the attempt at clarity in our uh, institutions, political, you know, uh, but also, um, you know, con well, political in terms of like, you know, presidential and Senate and Congress, but, you know, also in terms of stock markets and businesses. Um, and what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, we've lived in a very uncertain time for a year now. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us are really craving certainty. Uh, you know, there, there's just a fatigue that has set in and we're all very much wanting uncertainty. And I, um, you know, I have to certainty. say like, not uncertainty. Yeah, sorry, thank you. We are looking for certainty in yes. our lives and you know, this is to me this is a really hopeful sign in general. Um I'm I said this on record earlier that the best outcome that I was hoping for this whole election was pretty much what's happening, mm -hmm. which is Biden winning by a hair and um you know, Senate controlled by the Republicans. Because again, that would I think give us a, the best opportunity to go forward. I, I feared a blue wave, to be honest. I think a blue mm -hmm. wave would have been bad. Um, I, I wasn't very happy with, you know, Trump's leadership and a lot of it has to do with the uncertainty. Um, yeah. and I think that that's my biggest criticism of Trump. Um, he's done certain policy things that are good, but he's a, a conspiracy theorist <laughs> and he's Which doing which is yeah. causes a lot of uncertainty without evidence. And right. that's the problem is like, you know, he's doing it again with this voter thing. And mm -hmm. you know, if there's evidence of it, I want to know, but if there, well, if there's no evidence, you can't just start, you know, crying foul. Right. Um, just because you're losing. I think that's the, the uncertainty other thing, thing, right? That's right. Yeah. The other thing we have to take into account that I do believe might support 
your case for for being uh, uh, glad that it's a divided government is where, what we're at right now with the country. We're in a recession. Yeah, we have we're in a pandemic, and so we don't need as a country to be bothered with legislative changes right now. We need to be focused on passing another stimulus bill so that people can get money that need it so we can potentially stave off the worsening of a recession and focus on getting people hired back because regardless of what happens if we were if we had this blue wave and they were trying to throw tax reform and healthcare reform into the mix in addition to having this record number of unemployment that would be i think catastrophic for the economy. And so I think this is almost like pushing pause on the political side of things just by the way that the the outcome of the election is going to be so that we can focus on getting out of this recession first. Yeah, it's interesting pushing pause. I think that's I mean I I I would you know say it was even pressing stop to certain political trends. I mean we we've True. forgotten um cuz again the whole point was that this was going to be a blue wave. Uh-huh. Right. And if it was a blue wave, what that essentially means is that a lot of these policies, that policies that I would call pretty radical policies, like the defund the police policies, the uh, Green New Deal policies, like all these big new changes that the American people basically said no to those. Like, uh-huh. and it's not just, um, I mean, this is where I maybe like, I like the, the analogy of pause, but to me, it's a little bit more harsh. I hope than a pause because I, a pause. I see some of those as negative. I do think it's a repudiation um, because I mean, one thing, like I think people have still not registered that um, the, the blue wave was supposed to be a pretty massive wave and everybody had mm-hmm. predicted as this big deal. Like this is what it was, was happening. And then we get, you know, a large amount of people, the biggest turnout in history, you know, we have things like, people in Florida who um, you would not expect to vote for Trump are voting for Trump in places like Florida. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and you have different minorities who are voting for Trump, not because they're voting for Trump, but because I think they're voting against these other places. And my point is simply this, that there's a new political landscape and this is where it's going to be interesting because I want to see some certainty going forward. And right now, um, you know, there's two forces I see as I see this divided government and what you're arguing, which I agree with, which is, you know, the marketplace itself is going to say, Hey, let's pause stuff and yeah. let's just work toward a better future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or at least towards getting people back to work, which is right. just the economy side. But then I see the cultural side and this is where it's like a little bit more uncertain in my view. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next two years that puts those together. And for me, politics is and economics is downstream of culture. So what, what happens with the culture and where we feel in terms of all these big movements that we've been having um, with, like I said, the BLM defund the, I mean, these are things that people are forgetting about right now, but they were uh-huh. huge. Like this was huge, right? right? Just a few months ago. And right. so the question is like, where are those going to be going in the future? Is that going to add to our uncertainty or is it going to, you know, do, and that is to me what it, this divided government thing, the question is going to be, 
you know, how do we move forward with all the, you know, with what just happened where some right. of that was, I think repudiated, uh, but I don't think they're going away, you know? So it's, it just, there's a lot yeah. still up in the air. Um, That's I, an interesting point. Yeah. I didn't, I hadn't really thought about that. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's amazing how quickly things change too, right? Like how, I, I don't know. It's just that that is an interesting point, though, the, the culture aspect of this and what a divided government could mean for the progress or, you know, whatever it may be in any of those particular initiatives. Interesting. Well, because they do have effect on the stock market. So like in this exact moment, we're only talking about the economics. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's all people care about in the mo- like or that's all this article cares about. And that's all when we look at a divided government, we're just looking at it straightforwardly. Okay, so yeah. Senate's not going to let them pass all these radical bills, right? They're, they're not going to have huge tax hikes. They're not going to, you know, the Republicans were afraid of packing the courts. They're mm-hmm. not going to add a new state. That was something Republicans were afraid of, which was a legitimate thing the Democrats wanted to do, actually. Adding a new state? Yeah, like changing like Puerto Rico to, to a state. Oh, okay. Which would which would Puerto Rico would be Democrat, right? So that would allow them uh-huh. to have more electoral college votes, which would allow them to win more presidential elections. Right. Um, so, <clears throat> so there's a whole bunch of stuff like that, that this will stop all of that. Uh-huh. And, and it'll stop, you know, like I said, the tax hikes, you know, there might be some tax increases because I know Biden wants some of that, but you know, stop a lot of that, you know, a lot of stuff like that people were afraid of. Yeah. But there's still this like, cultural underbrew that you know like how we police how we and and uh how, you know like like um do we have do we instill in businesses um white fragility training or white right mm-hmm. that's something that was actually trump rejected in government he said we're not going to have this kind of white sense excuse me white sensitivity training there we're, you go yeah uh we're not going to he's he refused to have that you know, would Biden allow that in government? I think he probably right. would, right? And that might change. So this is, and that, and the same thing in business, that affects how businesses run. And I think it affects how, um, you know, how you invest in the future because it, aff- it affects the, the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there going to be antitrust legislation against big tech? Trump was starting that process, right? The Trump administration. Right. And under the deal, so is Biden going to continue that? That's a big deal. Yeah. So it is a big deal. Um, I don't know so if there's certainty or yeah. I think there's still a, a lot, lot of, up in the air. Yeah. So, but the but yeah. the if you remove some of those aspects, when you look at you know logically the reality, and that's kind of the the difference of the financial markets versus uh the the american people the financial markets are only operating on data and now what they know is they get to operate under these same set of rules for the next two years pretty much you know with with a few variations possibly but unlikely and then the other thing too to keep in mind the they will pass another stimulus bill and i think it will be easier to pass now with a divided government because they're going to compromise, period, because they know that it has to be passed. So we should expect that, you know, very shortly. I don't know if it will happen this year. It could happen, you know, shortly after the change in power. But I know that's coming down the pipeline. And that's also a boost for financial markets because you're injecting liquidity into the market, period. So yeah. that has also been uh, that that could be helpful, a potential support for the financial markets to continue to grow over the next two years. Not that they will. 
you know, you never know. But certainly some of the variables that we were concerned about initially have kind of been eliminated. Yeah, I mean, so I it's I'm optimistic, despite what I was talking about, what what I was referring to is that all these types of things were were um in my view more than put a pause on, put a halt to completely. And um I think that's a good thing in my view. And the same thing with this divided government thing is that, that that's also a good thing. So there's the cultural and the economic thing. We're just saying like, hold on for all of that. Let's rebuild um, and get back to normal and, and get back mm-hmm. to better. Um, wasn't that Biden's campaign build back better or something like that? Yeah, um, I think so. That was one of his campaigns. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I I'm optimistic um, actually, despite what I said you know, in terms of all these <laughs> negative things that might happen, I'm pretty optimistic that they won't happen because of this vote that we just had, which has right. shown, you know, um, America's makeup is a little bit different than people might've thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the polls were just so wrong. Polls were so wrong. It was unbelievable. How it makes it see like, like, I don't know. I mean, I always, I kind of had this feeling too. We won't get off on a tangent, but I just, you know, they were just so wrong. <laughs> well, I don't and know I, how anybody will ever take them seriously again. Exactly. That's the, I mean, now you have to some extent really delegitimized any type of polling Yeah. in, in this regard anyway. Yeah. So, so it, we'll see what happens in the future. But I think the, the lesson is that a divided government, uh, we're, the, the nice thing for your financial pockets, pocketbooks right now is there's probably a small stimulus coming to some of you, mm-hmm. right? Is one thing. Um, although it says in this article on Business Insider, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who was reelected, said oh. Wednesday that he aimed to pass a smaller stimulus bill before the new year. So, you know, he's it's the idea is going to be not a massive one, but something small. My prediction is I don't know if we're going to get the lo- student loan forgiveness even a little bit. Um, no, I highly doubt that. Not. I um, highly doubt that. It'll probably be interest rates coming back in 2021. And, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I, possibly. I think, and yeah. I suspect that there will never, that this was the moment and it's not going to happen ever. Uh, I mean, it's possible that there's some kind of minor forgiveness in the future, but I, I have a feeling no. Um, so we'll see, but that's my prediction. So we've talked a lot about that. Um, about yeah. student loan forgiveness, and I don't see that happening. But on the good news, stock markets—you know—if you're in, if you have investments in stocks, they'll probably be doing decent, right? Uh, as of right now, you know, right they now. could be, but you know, that could turn around. There's no guarantees, but certainly this environment is conducive to supporting better performance. And if you look historically, it—it—that's—that's that's what the numbers show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the last six years of Obama's presidency, the last you know six years of um, Clinton's administration. I mean, I think like Democrat president, Republic Congress is ideal. Personally, mm-hmm. um, that seems to be a good mix when it happens. Mm-hmm. So, 
We shall see. But for now, here we are. We still don't know who is going to be the president, but we have a pretty good idea. And well, when we're recording this, so just so everyone's aware, we're recording this on the 6th of November. Yeah. And you'll get this in like a week or two. So it'll probably be, hopefully, you'll know by then. Hopefully, we'll know by then. Hopefully, future Kirk and future Jake will know who is the president, along with all of you. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Jake of All Trades. Be sure to check us out on social media by searching for at Jake's Two Cents. Check out the blog at jakestwocents.com. Take care. We'll see you next time. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.